Hi, my name is Matt Pullman, and welcome to the second episode of Missing Words. Not to start off the second episode with a moment of dread and gloom, but it can be hard sometimes to stay positive with everything going on in the world right now with the political landscape. Anybody else watching Bob Ross, Maya Angelou interviews, or Mr. Rogers clips to relieve stress? No? Just me? All right, fine. It seems like every single day something bad happens in the news and just can feel like there's no real end in sight to the madness. With the constant onslaught of existential crisis-inducing news, I think we need music more than ever now. Yeah, I know, it's corny and cliche, but it's the truth. I remember the days and even weeks after the election. The first time I really ever felt normal was going to a bar with friends and hearing some of our favorite songs being played back to us. It just made us feel normal. That being said, certain records with a political tinge just sound better these days. The Clash, Crass, Springsteen, Curtis Mayfield, Bikini Kill, and even newish bands like Priest and Downtown Boys. These records with a clear message really seem to resonate more in these times. In thinking about this second episode, I wanted to sit down with somebody who I knew has been making music through Trump, but also through Obama and Bush who has made these kinds of political statements with their music. And so for the second episode, I sat down with Philly-based singer-songwriter Lauren Denizio of the band Warriors. Every day's another test Who's it gonna be this time? It's hard to learn to expect When it should come as a surprise Warriors started off a few years back as a vehicle for Lauren's solo stuff after the breakup of the band The Measure SA. You can hear everything from John K. Sampson to Anya DeFranco to Billy Bragg and Joe Strummer and Lauren's music. Lauren has always been really good at blending nostalgia-leaning lyrics with political activism. I spoke with Lauren on the phone while the band was getting ready for tour and for the release of their new record, Survival Pop. Talk about an appropriate record title for these times. So in Trump's America, what does Survival Pop mean? A lot of the record, most of the record, was written before before the election and really before mm-hmm. I had any sense that, like, he had a flying chance in hell of winning. Right. And, um, and I think a, a lot of the record for me is, where, like <laughs> the concept of survival pop in, ter- in terms of the record was really just you know baseline surviving in the face of uh, the patriarchy and capitalism to be a you know a somewhat political band speaking to those topics from from a personal standpoint like how that affects one's life on a, on a day-to-day basis, like how, how that affects your relationships. And to now, <laughs> to now be in the face of like actual growing fascism in the United States, like you see, yeah, <laughs> you see parallels that aren't like, well, if this, if this went a little bit different way, it would sound really fascist. Like, no, like it's actually like, as far as political theory goes, the things that Trump is doing are laying the foundations for really terrible um, state control. Now yeah. we're already dealing with like, how in the world can you stand up against a man that wants to repeal DACA? 
that has like no qualms yeah. yeah. about, you know, banning Muslims and kicking out children. <laughs> so, right. yeah. you know, I, like, I can't, the, the goalpost has just been moved so far that like, I can't even, um, like where, where my, you know, political writing stands, I can't, I'm having a very hard time wrapping my mind around it. So, you know, the, the self-preservation that I try to talk about in the record is, I think, even more useful for me now when, when I feel like you need all the help you can get to feel yeah. like you have a, have a chance of, you know, standing up to these people. One thing recently that has made me cringe is when I hear people say, well, Trump is president, music and or punk rock is going to get good again. That is just complete and utter nonsense to me. Listen, I love Neil Young, but I remember back in the Bush years, him calling out the younger generation for not writing protest music. It felt like the old man yelling at the kids to get off his lawn. Hey, Neil, maybe those kids were writing music. The thing was, there was plenty of protest music out there during the Bush years, and there was always something to question or challenge. You just have to dig deeper. There's no lazy journalism or narratives here. To that point though, maybe it's not really a matter of music getting good again or political, but maybe the dark times bring out better music. I mean, I, I don't, I kind of don't believe in the, um, in, in the thought that, you know, difficult political times will make great art happen. And, and that's the thing. It's like, if you weren't mad before you were not paying attention, like there was no, there's no, like in recent, in my lifetime, in my parents' lifetime, there has not been, been like a political administration, but you could just be like, oh, this is cool. We're good. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's good. Like, Turn, it's put not, the blinders up. We're good for, we're good for four years. We're good. Let's just keep going. Yeah. 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 No, totally. So I think just as, you know, anyone with like growing up and having more life experiences and like, and putting your own life into political context, um, I think, I think it's definitely changed my songwriting and that I have a more personal connection to things, you know, like when I started writing songs and bands, like you want to write about politics as a 19 year old. It's like, well, you, like if you haven't paid many bills yet, how do you like, how do you fit your life into, um, the realities of, capitalism and you know the realities of income inequality and you know like um at least for for me anyway it hadn't like there are certain things now that I'm more aware of and more personally affected by as a little a little bit older person like as an adult right right. (laughs) um Yeah, yeah so so in in that way, I also feel like my like anger towards things is more <laughs> is more substantial or more legitimate because you know it 
you know, I've seen how different administrations have, you know, completely changed things for my life, whether that's, you know, you know, sending people I know to war or giving me health insurance, how certain people in power respond to police brutality, how they respond to immigration, you know, how they respond to LGBT rights. Like if it weren't for, you know, if, if it weren't for the federal government recognizing gay marriage, my partner and our lead guitarist would not be in the country right now. So those things have impacted my life so extremely that it, it absolutely works its way into my songwriting because, you know, I've written about our long distance relationship that is now no longer long to long distance. Um, yeah. you know, because she was allowed to move here. Uh, so yeah, I feel like I, there's so much, <laughs> much, yeah. it, like okay. being connected to those things has, has definitely changed my, my perspective in terms of how that, how that comes through in our song. Welcome to Life during peacetime Where I get to go home Flag waving high And they say it's the last of them And I'm one to believe After what they put us through It had better be challenging to take yourself out of the bubble that you live in. Hearing like-minded people talk and express similar viewpoints can be cathartic. But what is it like on the road right now, or even outside the U.S.? We read about the hardships of people across this country, but what is it like to meet somebody dealing with a state where Planned Parenthood centers are closing, where you see a graffitied swastika on a street corner, where Make America Great signs are everywhere, where Trump's approval rating isn't quite as low as it is in your city where your viewpoint might not be shared with the majority of people surrounding you. It's easy to feel isolated, but there are always moments when you meet people that make you realize that you are not alone. As we saw with events like the Women's March, solidarity is key. As Joe Strummer once said, without people, you're nothing. I think what has been nice about touring so much and meeting so many people is that you really do see how many people are on the same page that like the right wing is not the way to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, um, you know, I, I think that that gives me like hope and confidence in, in what's happening that, um, you know, that people want to come together to, um, you know, resist, uh, the alt-right <laughs> um, or to, you know, to resist homophobia and sexism and, you know, all these things that, you know, that I feel strongly about. And, and I don't, 
like, obviously things are getting worse for a lot of people. And so I can't, I can't say that I feel like things are getting better, but I feel like at the very least being able to travel has made me feel a little bit less isolated in, in how I'm feeling or how my bandmates are feeling, you know? I feel like everybody needs to do is like find, find those spaces, whether it's a march or a meeting or a show or, you know, like whatever it is that, or you can be with other people and you're not just like inundated with everything from the internet or from the news that would make you think that, you know, maybe there aren't people that agree with you because there are. That's what it's going to come down to. This goes beyond simply posting an article on the internet or voicing your opinion on social media. Get involved, stay involved, stay vocal, stay motivated. It's normal to feel angry. Keep feeling angry. Orange Pinochet won't be here forever, hopefully. I try very hard to be optimistic as, as much of a cynical person as I am. <laughs> um, you know? So yeah, in that way, I guess I, I tr- even if I'm talking about things that are, that are, you know, depressing, but I tried, I try so hard <laughs> to be optimistic about it or put a good spin on it and not, not have it just be that everything is terrible because even though that's how I feel a lot of the time, um, you know, the, the, the kind of, the kind of music I want to listen to is, is, you know, it, it ends up being, it sounds really positive, but it's about being a little miserable. I want to thank Lauren for doing the interview. A couple of organizations that Lauren would like to recommend if you have a few dollars to spare for donations would be the Sylvia Rivera Law Project, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. You'll find links to all those organizations in our blog post for this episode. You can check out Warriors Music at warriors.bandcamp.com or sideonedummy.com. Thank you to Side One Dummy and Don Giovanni Records for providing the music for this episode as well. Thanks as always to Bill Shoulders for producing everything and cleaning up my consistent vocal gaffes. We'll be back next month with episode three of Missing Words. And I know, I know, everybody says this, but we are a brand new podcast. So if you like what we're doing, if you could please leave a rating or even some kudos that would help us out immensely in getting the word out. You can also subscribe to the podcast through most of the podcast streaming services available at this point. And hey, if we're not on one you like, drop us a line. Feedback is always welcome. Thanks again for your support.